0: To the IMDB Journey Podcast, where not only do we break down one film a fortnight from the IMDB top 250 list, but we also do a large and wide variety of other things, including pod V pods, drafts, quizzes. We catch up on the top 250 updates, and we talk about everything else we've been watching, among other things. As usual, I'm joined by co-host Hendo. Hendo, welcome. How are you going? <laughs>
1: Thank you. Well, thank you for welcoming me to my house.
0: I think I'm going to stop talking like this soon. <laughs> How is your afternoon,
1: been? <laughs> Why don't I just tell you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good, buddy. It's another fantastic week here in the studio.
0: I mean, I know you've been on holidays. Have you spent the entire time in the studio?
1: No, it's going to be another fantastic week here because you're here and we're going to have a nice chat about some movies,
0: aren't Oh, we? nice, nice. Yes, no, I'm, I'm sure that's what you meant.
1: But aside from... Being in here this whole week has been great so far. I've had the kids at home, so we've gone out and done a bunch of kid like things. I took them out to our local basketball ring. we were shooting some hoops. My oldest daughter is getting into netball, so we took her over to those rings and we were teaching her how to shoot balls, basically, into the netball hoop. How to catch the ball and then stop. Pretty much. Yeah, that's the problem. She was, like, running with the ball.
0: No, no, no. Maybe don't go from basketball to netball, like, straight away. Like, (laughs) maybe just stick to netball for a bit so she realises. Stop,
1: throw, stop, throw. She'll get
0: there.
1: Hmm. Very good. But it was the uh, AFL Grand Final this weekend.
0: It was, of course. Richmond Tigers uh, embarrassed the GWS Giants. Didn't
1: watch a single minute of it.
0: I watched the full thing. It was a relatively boring game. When
1: did you tune out? I mean, no,
0: I sat down and watched the whole thing, so it was fine. There were things to enjoy. Dusty. There was a guy, no joke, who was playing his first ever game of footy in the AFL Grand Final. Was that GWS? I think he came like third in the Norm Smith voting as well. Really? Yeah. Name's
1: Pickett. Crazy. GWS? No, Richmond. Wow, really? Richmond. Yeah, for real. what What a great first game then. It's incredible. Ah, Good on him. What else have you been up to, mate? Yeah, really not much at all,
0: to be honest. Just uh, saw some family on grand final day, and other than that, nothing at all.
1: One of those late September weeks, not really much to be doing.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: But we are heading into October, which is the month of Halloween now. It's not as big in Australia as it is in America, but, you know, we we do get involved with the old Halloween, especially in regards to horror. And that is exactly what we're going to be doing here. We are part of All The Horror. Four weeks of horror-related podcasts.
0: Yes, of course. So, for the month of October, we're going to be breaking down two horror movies that are on the IMDb Top 250. And we've gone with, well, I chose Alien as my pick. And Hendo went with The Shining.
1: Yeah, so they'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks. But today is Pod V Pod 28. And it is, of course, a horror-related Pod V Pod. And who better to get on than Jason, Sam and Trish from the Invasion of the Remake podcast. Now, these guys were the the founders of all the horror. uh, So why not get them on? Who who better to get on?
0: We are honoured to have these guys uh, guest on our podcast as these guys really know their shit. Obviously, big uh, supporters of horror,
1: which... It's fair to say you and I are not. No, and I think that's why, in some way, we are doing this all the horror because we get to look a bit more into these horror films. I am personally trying to do the 31 Days of Horror, where I'm going to smash through 31 horror films over the next month. Which, you know, considering I did a 500 movie challenge for six months, I think this is going to be a breeze. Are you going to be watching any horror films, Dean?
0: I already have. I've watched it doesn't one. Doesn't It's not October yet. Well then, let me just change my letterbox diary entry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the twenty ninth of October that I watch this.
0: <sighs> yes, no, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple. And honestly, if you if you're coming into these Pod V pods with oh, I saw this four star horror, or four and a half star horror, I doubt five. I'll be probably more inclined to watch it. So. There's a few I've seen on your list that I'm interested in seeing, so it'll be good to good to hear what you think of I
1: them. do believe the last horror film I got you to watch was Five Star Train to Busan, wasn't it? It was Five Star Train to Busan. Well, Great ho- film. Horror films have a good uh good tra- track record with my recommendations so far. Is it a track record if it's one? Yes. Okay. All right, Hendo, what else are we doing today? Well, after the pod pod 28, we're going to be looking at the answers to our question of the week, which is... What is your favourite con artist film? Lots of responses, lots of different responses, I should say. It's uh, There's a lot of ways it can go with the word con artist. Yeah,
0: so we'll see what the listeners had to say and ultimately what our top five
1: are. Yes, that's right. And then after that, we'll take a look at the results of the final four in our best 1990s film tournament, which will lead us into the grand final, of course. And then after all that, we're going to be talking about what else we've been watching for the last fortnight. So plenty to get into. So, Dean, why don't we get into it?
2: Give me the update.
0: All right, Hendo, what's going on in the top 250 list? What are the movers and shakers?
1: Toy Story 4 has dropped out of the list. Wow. Yeah, <gasps> that's gone. Unlucky. Yep. in its place is actually Ace in the Hole, a 1950s film that's sitting at 212 right now. And the other two big films that have, well, not big films, but the two films that move up the most was Own from 119 to 115. And that awesome film Parasite went up from 77 to 75. So it's still going up. Good to hear. All right, Dan, enough about the top 250 for the week. Let's get into our Pod v Pod 28. <laughs> Alright, Dean, it's time for Pod V Pod 28, where we have some of your favourite podcasters on for a battle of different movie games. And this week, it is all the horror week. This is a big horror theme, Pod V Pod. We've got the Invasion of the Remake podcast. We've got Jason, Sam, and Trish. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey everybody. Hey. Thank you. Hello. Now not only is this all the horror, but you guys actually started up all the horror. So why don't you tell the listeners a bit about the podcast that you guys do and about all the horror?
3: Well, I'll talk about the podcast, and then uh, all the horror I'll hand over to Sam, because that is is his deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Invasion of the Remake, me and Trish started about four years ago now, a little over four years ago, and we conceived this idea of, like, comparing movies to their usually shitty remakes, Mm -hmm. and then coming up with an idea of, well, you know, rather than make a good movie into a shitty one like Mm -hmm. Hollywood normally does... Let's take some not-so-great movies and rethink them and recast them and remake them into something better. Because if they're already good, why remake
4: them? And there were so many of those ones that people had kind of forgotten and cast aside that had that little nugget of an idea that really could be great if you just put enough care into it. Yeah, so
3: we alternate Hmm. weeks and doing the comparisons and then doing our own kind of fantasy remakes.
1: Fantastic.
4: Yeah, um, is there...
1: How many of the remakes... Uh, obviously, I don't think you give me a, a solid number, but like, are there any remakes that you've watched and done for the show that are actually better than the original?
3: Uh, we just Ooh. actually finished, uh, we've done two in a row. Actually. Yeah, two in a row, yeah. We just watched. Well, by the time this lands, it'll be out. But yeah. we just did the the Out of Towners when we recorded that one, and we all kind of liked the remake a little bit more than the original. And what was the one mm-hmm. we did? Uh, Pete's
2: Dragon, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Pete's Dragon.
3: Yeah. We did that one as uh, well. Pete, oh,
1: of course, Pete's Dragon. I just listened to that. <laughs> <my own> answer.
3: <laughs> so yeah, it does. It definitely does happen. It's yeah. it's a rarity, but you know, it does happen.
2: But then it happened twice in a row. I did that.
3: Yeah we've done like yeah. Oscar winning remakes and we still like the original better. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
4: <So. laughs> there's, there's some where it's just so, yeah, they just didn't really get the original. And then there's other ones where there's also some things where they do it and the, the remake really sucks, but they filled in some of the plot holes of the original one. So if you could like, I don't know, <laughs> mutantly merge them together, it could be a great movie.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and what about all the horror?
2: Oh my, all the horror. Um, it was originally an idea and I threw it in a group that I was, I mean, on Twitter. And I just said, you know, what would be really cool. Is if we got a whole bunch of podcasts together and, and we sort of crossed over and, and did a, a podcast every day for 31 days, all horror themed. And then all of a sudden it happened. Uh, our friend Derek from work at work Life Imbalance said, well, I'll do the. Admin stuff and then we'll get everybody together and we'll do it. So last year was our first year and we had, I think, 16 podcasts I'm dropping multiple episodes. But we had a, a, at least one horror podcast every, every day for the entire month of October. This year we went bigger. Um, we have 32 podcasts, um, with 31 podcasts dropping an episode, one new podcaster each and every single day. Um, and some days we have two. I think there's even one day we have three podcasts dropping. So we have at least 40-some episodes that are going to drop. I think it's oh, 42.
0: Very impressive.
2: Um, organized um, by me, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been uh, like herding cats, but it's been fun. Uh, we also added um, a writing component this year. We have some authors who are participating as well as uh, we have a couple of artists who have been rather quiet so we're hoping to see some stuff from them for all the, for all the horror uh, I'm not anticipating a lot from them but it'll be nice if we can get some some stuff and i really want to make all the horror uh, all about the horror right and that's the sort of yeah, the goal of this series. that would so, make sense is, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're we're trying we're trying um but yeah we're really thrilled we have a lot of new podcasts this year uh, i think this year is your guys first year for it so we're yes, excited to have you guys on yeah, board happy this to be year part of it. um it's been a, it's been a lot of fun and i and it's really fun to hear what everybody comes up with yeah, absolutely but starting all right. october 1st but by the time you hear this it'll be like three episodes left so you have to go back and listen to all those episodes that have already dropped
1: yeah go back and
2: check them all out uh, but yeah follow us on all the horror 18 on twitter and there's a facebook group now too so if you ha- haven't already joined that group do so because that one really is all about the horror we're talking uh, about books and literature and art and all that fun stuff in there too nice
1: all right well, why don't we get into it everyone Let's start off with our standard movie quiz. Pub quiz, asshole. Except it's not standard because they're all going to be horror related. So we usually ask the first question and the way we're going to do it since there's three of you we'll have each of you answer one question and then the last two will be a collaboration between all three of you. So let's see how we go with this one.
0: Almost feels like cheating,
2: doesn't it, Hendo?
1: <laughs> well, I, I feel like if I collaborate with you on more than one question, you're going to... You know, cloud my judgment on the right answer. So. We have observed that
2: ourselves in listening to your episodes. This could happen. There, there's, there's, one in the last Pod v Pod actually where you had the right answer and then you got talked out of it. Oh, if yes. I remember correctly. Taxi driver. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh,
4: that's
1: right. <laughs>
3: yeah, and show on the lot, dead though. too. There was, a, there
2: was one for show on the dead. You guys talked yourselves out of that one too. But
4: you can see it why you think it'd time. be a trick question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: So we're counting on that.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah collaborate freely. I could see it happening very easy. All right. Uh, who wants to answer the first question? Oh, let's let's get this out of the way. I'll go first. All right. I think I think this I'm is worried. going to be the easiest of the five. Just swell out there. Jay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what tale from classic American literature did Tim Burton and Johnny Depp bring to the screen in 1999? Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was way, way too easy. Too easy. <laughs> I yeah. knew that. Give guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah, first one. First we are sport. on the board. We're on the board. I like it. All right. It's always good to start off with a with a point. Dean, let's see what you can do.
0: All right, here we go. Be
2: kind. Okay, uh, Jay, do you want? To, we might as well lead off with the first question too, eh?
1: Okay, I might as well.
3: Um, what is the name of the creature in the basket in Basket Case from 1982?
0: Ah. Uh, um... b, b-, 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 b- whats it? B-
3: Belial. Bing! That's the one. <laughs>
4: nice! It is one. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go! <laughs> awesome!
3: See? The... I, I wasn't sure they were going to get that one. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: That's too well, easy. Come on, make them <laughs> harder. Was, was. <laughs> I thought that
3: was. I was teacher. kind of counting oh, no. on one of them not being a horror freak because I, I heard that in one of the older episodes.
1: Oh, well, neither of us <laughs> a horror freak. So I don't know how oh. you got that one. <laughs> <Skill>. <laughs> That's
3: good. I have never even seen the movie, but I'm like, oh, I know this one. This one's kind of a good but obscure question.
0: Uh, it's a classic tale. All right, uh, who wants to take the next question? Uh, we'll just work our way around the room. Yeah. I'll go next. Okay, next one. Thomas Alfredson directed which 2008 horror film.
2: This is one of those ones I'm gonna kick myself when I hear the answer. So long ago. Uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm gonna go with it because I I have no idea.
0: No, sorry, it's actually Let
2: the Right One In. Uh, uh I wasn't here for that episode.
3: You weren't, that's right.
4: You weren't, so I would episode. have
2: remembered. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't Written actually now, seen are it. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, my turn. Let's see if I can take the lead.
2: Okay, I will answer or ask my next question. We'll just sort of work our way around the room again. Um, I'm going to give you one that um, Jay and Trish couldn't get, so maybe you guys can't either. Um, Which rap star appears in Halloween Resurrection?
1: Ooh. uh, Man, I'm going to get my my rappers mixed up here. (laughs) Resurrection. Is it...
4: Oh, what is his name? You can see his face, right? This happened to me.
1: <laughs> I'm getting it confused with um, what's that one seed of Chucky? Because <laughs> I just watched that like a month ago. <laughs> uh, I I I just, geez, what is? uh I, d- I don't think it's common. It's what's the other guy? Who I'm thinking of? Oh, I, I'm I'm so blanking on this guy's name. I'm just gonna say common. Oh,
2: so close, but no, it's Buster Rhymes. That's. The- <laughs> <Bloody> <laughs> <my>. <laughs> that was the, the uh, noise that damped. Jay and Trish both made too it's like yeah. we, you know it but you don't it's one of those ones right it's yeah just, like and that
4: see was a his tough face one. and his hair but nothing. yeah,
1: yeah. I, I can picture everything except the bloody name mm-hmm. <laughs> alright Trish I guess so. that, I guess that means you're up for this one
4: yeah I'm up okay
1: <laughs> here we go and it's uh I think this might be a low ball here because it's about a remake oh, okay <laughs> who played Lila Crane in the 90s remake of Psycho
4: Anne Heche No, it's Julianne Moore Ah, shoot I had her mixed up with another one Damn it Yeah, you were thinking of uh, In the shower Yep, I was The other one (laughs) (laughs) Damn it I had one of the people who's in the movie. <laughs> okay, damn it, see, I should have really thought about that. But at least I wasn't talked out of anything, so I'm okay with that.
2: <laughs> at, least you, at least you guessed it. Uh... Hey. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I have to kid you guys. <laughs> a little teasing is good.
1: <laughs> All right, Dean, looks like looks like you got to a... extend this lead here. All right, here okay. we
4: go. <laughs> so this is my turn. Um, what song plays every morning in Happy Death Day?
0: Uh, I have absolutely no idea because I have not seen that movie. For shame. Uh,
4: oh, I think you would like it. It's very good. Do you want to take a wild guess?
0: Uh, I Got You, Babe, by Sonny don't and Cher. That
4: <laughs> That's Groundhog Day, which is a very close. You're on the right track. <laughs> I mean, it does have a lot for, of the similarities right to Club by 50 Cent. So,
1: ah, So that was my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are three questions through with one point each. So let's see if this uh, three-way collaboration is going to work wonders for you. Here we go.
0: Here we go. All right. Which Friday the 13th film has the longest runtime? Ooh. Yeah.
4: Oh, my. I'm...
3: And not the one that feels the longest.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nude Nightmare I thought was long.
2: That's... Not even Friday the Thirteenth, sweetie. Oh, Friday the Thirteenth. Sorry. No, guess yeah. that. Right. Guess that one.
4: Okay. I'm yeah. very we were tired. We're not going to
3: let
1: you
4: answer. Okay, yeah, I can't. <laughs> um,
1: this has become a two-person collaboration. Uh,
2: See, that's the whole point. Yeah, um, I'm almost inclined to go with the first one because it was made early '80s when runtimes were longer.
4: I thought the second one was
2: maybe. Uh, there's thirteen choices. Well, he said Friday the yeah. Thirteenth. Those Jason movies that were it's
4: new definitely line, not New do York. Those
3: count. <laughs> New York's the one that feels the longest.
4: That's what I was thinking. It does feel very <laughs> long, but I don't think it's New York.
2: <laughs> I'll go with you on that, Sam. It yeah, just yeah. I'm I'm just going off off sort of runtime. I'm
3: I'm willing to go with the original on that. Trish and
4: I'll yeah I'll comply. Okay,
3: we're all going original.
0: The Original? No, it's actually. Jason takes Manhattan at a walking oh, yeah, 100 minutes. Right.
1: <laughs> You're almost there.
4: I can't play anymore. I suck at this. It's, no, you were right. It right. felt
1: so goddamn long. Way to get talked yeah, out of geez. it. Jeez, who, 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 gets, who gets talked out
2: of these questions and that's answers? I'm so ashamed.
1: I talked myself out of it.
2: Yeah. It seems not just you guys.
4: We keep telling ourselves this feels so long, but it actually was.
3: See, now your burn is like extra hurtful now because it's come back to us. I know. <laughs> oh. I feel the shame very deep. <laughs>
1: Alright, let me see if I can uh take this lead here. What do we got? Okay, um
3: Which special effects artist designed Chucky for the original child's play?
0: One hand I just think of all this special effects artists you know. Narrow it down
1: See, I, I watched the entire franchise recently. I'm, I thought I, would have had a, thought I would have seen this guy's name pop up a couple of times. The only one I can think of from the 80s is Stan Winston. And it's the only person I can think of. So that's who I'm going with. Stan Winston. No, it is Kevin Yeager. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very tough question. He's quest. a pretty
3: effects <laughs> guy. But it's probably not, not like Stan Whitston. Mm-hmm. Nobody's like Stan Whitston.
2: Yeah, I know. I drew a blank too, guys. Just to let you know. Like like blank, glossy Maybe eyes Maybe I blank. thought
3: it was easier because like, I've interviewed his wife.
2: And...
4: Uh, <laughs> that could be it.
3: <laughs> oh, that it, helps. It's just one of those things where, Like, I, I asked her more questions about him than her.
4: Jason's asking questions <laughs> about that he has an emotional <laughs> investment in. <laughs>
3: Never mind your movies. I want to talk about your husband. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, last question. Another three-way collab here. If you get this right, uh, you'll take the lead. Here we go. Rank the most kills out of the following horror characters. Now, uh, we've got five horror characters. Rank them from you know most kills to least kills. Here we go. Alphabetical order. Chucky, Freddy, Jason, the Leprechaun, and Michael Myers.
2: Oh, my God. Mm, body count. Highest body count.
1: Highest
2: body I count. Jason is
3: probably number one. Probably Freddy is number two. Although I haven't seen all the Leprechaun movies, no.
4: yeah. I don't know Jason. When he
3: went to space, he might have blown up a whole space station. I
4: wouldn't have known. I one. think so. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, you like, didn't he like fall to Earth in like a meteorite, right? Which would have really taken out a lot of people, and it could have happened off-screen.
2: Yeah. How many did they count? Let's, um, let's stick with
3: the on-screen deaths. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, when you talk about sheer volume of movies, there's more movies with Jason in them than any other character. Mm-hmm. Right?
4: And he is taking out a lot of campgrounds. It's true. Um, Too
3: bad John Wick isn't in here. He'd, he'd be number oh, one. Oh, yes. easy, easy winner. <laughs> he he outdoes them all added up.
4: Out of three movies. Yeah. Um, but okay, yeah, the I'm Leprechaun movies, Jason I don't know. Most... Don't
2: just trust me this time because I screwed up last time. <laughs>
4: I know, and I'm the biggest screw up, so I can't be
3: trusted. I don't even remember all five of at this point. <laughs> 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 Jason, Freddy, I want to put Leprechaun down at the bottom. Actually, mm. you know what? I'd put Chucky down to the bottom. He spends a lot of time just jabbering.
4: He does.
3: And getting kicked around.
4: Well, out of the first movie, how many people did he really take out?
3: Yeah.
2: I think his body count's fairly low.
4: Yeah. Like the first Friday the 13th. He think
2: didn't of- kill anybody in the first Friday the 13th. No,
4: he didn't. So what but do you guys think? The second one. Jason,
3: Freddy, Michael. Because they all have lots of movies. Yeah. And Leprechaun and then Chucky. Yeah. But we don't have to get the first one, the highest we one, right? You just have to get
4: the highest body count.
3: Highest body, highest count. body count. Okay. Well, I would. I no, would rank, say... them. Oh, oh, rank them. Okay, oh, them. We okay, we've rank there you go.
4: them.
3: Okay. Nice try. Does that <laughs> sound, sound good for you guys? Yeah. So okay, Jason, Jason. number one, Freddy number two, Michael number three, um, Leprechaun number four, Chucky number five.
1: No, you're yeah. super
0: close though. All uh, you had to do was put Freddy from second to last, and you actually got the order right. So.
1: Oh my
3: god close oh well i'll take close yeah <laughs> no point but um I, I think we did all right on
2: that <laughs> we did pretty good yeah yeah, yeah i'm fun. i'm yeah. happy with uh, that. that
1: that was that's was pretty yeah when you said when you said jason first and then you said everything else and then you're like Freddy's high count then I'm like oh thank god
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> i just figure with the sheer volume of movies that he'd yeah. be up there but
2: yeah, but, like, yeah he, he doesn't I average thought... very many per movie like three to four right yeah, uh, it, I don't. Right. Ha- I
3: don't have the actual yeah. numbers. Yeah, I
2: don't
3: know. Nope. Okay. The actual numbers. Off. So how does he know?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> the internet said so. Okay.
3: Thank you, internet. Yeah, I,
1: th- I think I. I think I saw the kills, but I just wrote down the order.
3: Ah, uh, fair enough. I'm probably okay, probably should have we'll got the, uh, the
1: whole information on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Your audience would be like, I want to know. What's the link? <laughs> uh, all right. That's uh, one point overall for you guys. We've still got one question left. Let's uh, let's try and take this for a win. What do you got for us?
4: Which one do we want to do?
1: You have a good one. Yeah. Why don't you pick
3: one? Here? I have a
4: good one. Okay. In the movie uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, Leslie's mentor, Eugene, has died many ways. Can you name four, four of those ways?
1: Uh you, all you said then was blah, 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 because name I, four ways to die. That's what, what I got. He's, <laughs>
4: he's been killed. He's he's also a serial killer. He's been killed many ways, and he lists a bunch of them. Can you tell me? I, four I, w- ways? I would usually ask if
1: you could uh, ask the tell me the movie again, but I've never heard of this thing, so I, nah, that's not going to help me at all.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's called Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie, Leslie Vernon. Vernon.
1: So we just have to, we have to write in four ways which he died.
0: Yeah. yeah. Four yeah he... Name four ways he's died. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go generic. Yeah, let's go ge- blown yeah. up, shot, stabbed, and, and uh beheaded or strangled. It's a tough one.
1: Nah, let's let's do drowned, set on fire. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, close to exploded, but that's okay. I'll take exploded off. That's that's stupid. Drowned, drowned, fire, stab, shot. How's okay, that?
4: we'll go with that. You are correct. Got him. <laughs> you got him. <'em. laughs> <laughs> Did that just happen? What? Yes, you did. He has been stabbed, shot, run through, pushed off of everything, holy water, hit by a car, hit by a train, caught in machinery, drowned, crushed by a crane, set on fire, decapitated, and had his eyes gouged out.
0: So there
2: was...
1: Am I talking you out of work this time?
0: <laughs> There's almost no wrong answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was blown up. In, in retrospect, it's like, all you do is guess, and your odds were yeah, pretty good.
4: I guess, but it's it's but if you've never seen the movie, that it's kind a great of a different question.
1: question. Whoa. That's but I would recommend
4: that you watch that movie. It's quite good. Oh, I
1: will now. <laughs> oh, man. I cannot believe we got that. Uh, uh, That's crazy. All right. So we take out the first game here with a two to one win. But let's see how we go with our second game, which is I said and I quote. And of course, we have five movie quotes each to give and they're all based on horror. And now I could bet some good money that we will probably get a zero out of five here. But let's see how we go. Now, we asked the question in the first round. We'll take the first quote, and I will take the first quote. Let's go.
3: Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with a really long one here. One day, you're out on a boat, and you get attacked by zombie fish. (laughs) They munch at your face like you're the main course at an all-you-can-eat crazy country boy buffet. You walk away, tell the town your story. They think you're mad. Everyone thinks you're mad. You think I'm mad. It happens again. This time, it's not zombie fish. It's zombie Berkeley. But this time, I'm prepared. I'm ready to fight whatever they can throw at me. Still, I wasn't strong enough. The strongest ones are always the last ones left. If that's not me, it must be you. If that was the case, you wouldn't have battled the undead and lived. You'd be the entree (laughs) at a smorgasbord of brain food. (laughs) oh wow can Don't you ask please me to repeat, repeat, repeat that no i no, no, that is not gonna happen
1: ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man I, I, I think I scrolled through like 3 to 4 different films in my head the more you went on I feel like it's got something to do with zombies and animals so I initially thought piranha and then I thought zombievers <laughs> but, but I, 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 I just gotta go with one of these piranha films, and let's let's go piranha 3D. And no, I don't I don't know the actor, and I don't know the character.
3: Okay, that is incorrect. And I threw you an Australian film. <laughs> <laughs> the film is Undead from 2003. The uh, character was Marion, and the actor was Mungo McKay. Wow! All right. And I highly <laughs> recommend you see it because it is amazing.
4: But I have to say, I liked your working. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you worked at the program. You're like, this is I was how I like, do it. let's let's
3: throw one from from their home country and see if they get that one. Ah,
1: uh, Australian films like uh, there's we know like they They're
3: not two. the best.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Australian horror rocks.
3: Wolf
2: it Freak is, is so great. good.
1: Yeah. Freak Wolf Creek's oh, good. Yeah. All right. Who's gonna take the first quote here?
3: Oh uh, well, I gave you a nasty one. I'll take the first one.
1: <laughs> All right, Dean, you've got it. All right. I'll, I'll take my beatings.
0: She wanted me to tell you she saw you dance. She said when you were little, you and her had a fight right before your dance recital. You thought she didn't come and see you dance. She did. She hid in the back so you wouldn't see.
3: Well, <laughs> oh. Oh, if this is a horror movie and dancing, the first thing I wanted to say is Suspiria. But there isn't that... I don't think there's that much dialogue in the original Suspiria through the yeah. whole movie.
4: i've heard this quote but i can't remember
3: and we
2: can't
4: help him anyhow Uh, back so you couldn't see i remember that part
3: yeah i'm i'm gonna say suspiria um i'm gonna say this the suspiria remake and oh i don't we did that movie too and i don't remember the actors in that movie yeah.
0: Don't beat yourself don't up too much, because it's not superior. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
4: yeah.
3: well, there we go.
0: It's actually said by uh, Colsey, as played by Hayley Joel Osment, in The Sixth Sense.
4: Oh. Yes, where he said, talking to his mother.
2: Yeah. It's been a while. Gonna... It's been a very long while. There you go. <laughs> good one. That's very
3: good. All nice right. deep cut.
2: Dean, you're up. Are you ready, Dean? I'm ready. Okay. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit because it's definitely going to be chiseled onto your tombstone. Can you say that again, please? Sure, it's fun to say. Um, Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely going to be chiseled onto your tombstone.
0: Yeah, it actually sounds familiar. Uh, hmm. I don't know, I feel like that Mark Twain line, I've heard that before. <sighs> nah, for the life of me, I can't think what it's from, though. Nah, pass.
1: Oh, just say something. Nah, I got...
2: Throw <laughs> no. a you wild don't. guess out there.
1: Nah, he's done. Nah, what is it?
2: It is from The Devil's Rejects, um, said by Otis B. Driftwood. Yeah. Uh, played by Bill Mosby. Mostly. I've
1: seen that, and I do like that movie, so. I, I have it. seen that because Dean made me watch it, and it is a piece of shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I guess you won't be seeing Three from Hell.
1: No, I will not be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All
1: right, second quote. Who's taking this one?
2: That'll be me, yeah. Yeah.
1: Here we go. You're probably wondering where you are. I'll tell you where you might be. You might be in the room that you die in. Up until now, you've simply sat in the shadows, watching others live out their lives. But what do voyeurs see when they look into the mirror? Now I see you as a strange mix of someone angry, yet apathetic, but mostly just pathetic.
2: Oh, my gut is going with Saw. And I... Well, I then said by Jigsaw, which was played by... You no? Know?
4: Don't... I am not i can't help on this
2: one. No, um... I know this line, and I, it's, it's... And I... It,
4: See, just that's where my gut's going is where your gut yeah. is, but leave a stamp.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, you're not supposed to be helping me. Um, <laughs>
4: She's definitely not. Yeah. I am not helping. Yeah. You.
2: yeah, but I can't think of... Uh, I'm, you can't see me shaking my head <laughs> and making faces. <laughs> that,
3: is, that is great for audio. Yes, it
2: is so great for audio. I do it a lot, too. Um, yeah, you got me. I'm just going to go with, this, with Saw, um, Jigsaw, played by Tobin Bell.
1: That is all three. Well done, mate. We're in trouble. Oh,
2: <laughs> well. Done. Quit shaking your head at me. I was right. Talking to each other other things, but yeah, no. Hello, was... Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew that line from the first movie. Because when they, that's that's his speech when he's explaining why they're there.
4: That's his whole theory.
1: Yeah. Uh, nice. Good work. All right. Back
4: in nice. All sleep. right. Okay. Definitely in some trouble here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Let's let's see if I can get like some sort of uh, score.
4: Well, how about, how about I, I throw you the nice one? Or what I think is the nice one? <laughs> you don't have to be that. Yes. I'll, 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 I'll take like a one. nice one. <laughs> okay. Um, this is the quote I think of it like this If you are going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what level is that nice? Except, of course, for fucking a sandwich.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or I not eating a sandwich that be had been one. fucked. It's a very. Um, I love this
2: quote.
1: <laughs> See, now all I've got in my head is someone fucking a sandwich.
2: <laughs> Her plan has worked. What well, kind of sandwich?
4: I think it's tuna. Oh I don't know. Well, I
3: was wrong, Trish. I thought that one was easy.
4: That's what I thought, too.
1: You just imagine going into Subway after hearing that quote. Oh, I'm, never, I'm not going into Subway for another week now. Hold the mayo.
4: Jesus. I'll add my own. Uh... <laughs> Uh,
1: let's let's go something Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman in American Psycho
4: okay that is incorrect but you might like this one you get it's uh, Vladislav the Poker Jermaine Clement What We Do in the Shadows
1: oh yeah uh, I I wouldn't have got it Uh, I've seen it Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of it but uh, I know I know I've seen the movie so there's that at least (laughs) all right I guess that's uh, Trisha's turn again
4: yeah I'm up oh no (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Alright, here
0: we go. I watched him for 15 years, sitting in a room, staring at a wall, not seeing the wall, looking past the wall, looking at this night, inhumanly patient, waiting for some secret, silent alarm to trigger him off.
4: Okay, that would be Dr. Loomis, Donald Pleasance, Halloween.
0: God damn it. <laughs> and that is it.
4: <laughs> I'm finally well good done. at this. You are obviously good.
1: <laughs> oh dear. So, here is where we stand now. We need to get three and three to tie (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be over before it begins dean uh your turn (laughs) see what you can do all right what do you got
3: okay this one's a nice short one we're gathered here today um because you're all dead that's it
0: (laughs) gathered here today um because you're all dead yep interesting very interesting hmm Not ringing any bells Just trying to think of uh, Some sort of undead wedding I will say Corpse bride That's what I was thinking And I have uh, Like no idea With character uh, uh, The priest And no idea Who the uh, actor Or voice is
3: Okay Uh, None of those are right Uh, The movie (laughs) (laughs) The movie is Idle Hands The character was Anton Played by Devon Sawa.
1: Man I haven't seen that In like 15 years At least Yeah pretty much Mm. I think from memory, I enjoyed it. All right, that's uh, that's the game. Well on guys. <laughs> we'll keep going, though. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. Collaboration. Here we go. Don't be afraid. I'm going to give you the choice I never had.
2: Oh, that's uh, Tom, Cruise, Tom Cruise, Vampire stats. Interview with the
4: interview Vampire. With the vampire.
1: <laughs> God damn it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is brutal. In stereo. <laughs> I'm
3: glad you guys had it. I didn't know it.
4: <laughs> I just watched it recently, actually.
1: Oh, that'd be why. Uh, all right, it is a uh, our last question, collaboration. don't think that's going to help, but uh, what do you got?
3: Who wants to go? You, um, Sam. You okay. Um,
2: I, okay, I'll oh, this one. Um, I'm in the mood for a little vivisection.
1: Wow. A little what? Vivisection. Ah. Do you know what that is? To be vivified. Very good. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Spot
0: on.
2: Kind of like this round. <laughs> oh, hey now sorry. Yeah, sorry guys. I don't know what that means but it doesn't sound nice <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very nice I do apologise going Canadian we apologise for everything but... <laughs> but it was there I had to do it I'm in the mood for a little vivisection
1: nah, I got, I got no. no idea nope you better
0: guess something though
1: now we've lost it doesn't matter now oh it's alright When you don't guess <laughs> are you guessing?
0: no because I don't guess
1: all right, well, then I'll, I'll guess and I will say Robert England, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street.
2: Those were really good choices. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because that actually sounds like something he'd say, but unfortunately, that's not who said it. Mm. It was actually from The Frighteners, said by Dee Wallace as Patricia Ann Bradley. I love The Frighteners.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great movie. It seen recently. it a number of times.
1: Don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a solid, solid zero for us, as expected. But let's see how much you can blow the lead out here with the last one. All right,
0: the last one here. Look at your reflection in the mirror. You're a creature of the night, Michael, just like out of a comic book. You're a vampire, Michael. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. <gasps> oh,
2: you wait I till mum finds out,
0: buddy.
4: The last Boys, uh, Corey Haim. Uh, I can't remember his character's name.
2: I, I can't remember his, his name either. I can't uh, say Lucas. Funny, but I briefly the- actually looked I'll at that quote. To, just,
4: I'll, should I just guess at the name? <laughs> that always helps.
2: <laughs> Go ahead and guess.
0: Yeah, Sean. I'm not sure. uh, so, no, you got two. So, yeah, it yeah. is The Lost Boys and it is Corey Haim. The character's name is Sam Emerson.
2: Same. I should know that is my fucking name. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. <laughs> Wow. What is the damage?
1: That is. I
0: wonder if this will ever be equaled.
1: No, it won't. It definitely won't. <laughs> this this is an eleven to zero blowout. Wow. Oh my eleven! You guys had one. That was on very the board. impressive.
4: You did.
2: On oh, the did first we... round.
3: Ra- in the first round.
4: Oh
2: yeah, but they are talking about oh, this okay. round. I yeah, thought this was yeah they kicked their
4: butts in the oh, first yeah. game. Nah. <laughs> 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 Glad it's not total.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> that's a pretty good round. I thought we were going to get trounced on that.
4: That's what I thought. <laughs> nah,
1: that's that's a very no, very no. impressive score. We watch a lot of movies. That is one point apiece heading into our final round, which is how we like it, because we get the listeners to decide who's going to win this pod v pod, because it is time for our movie drama. World, now, we always let our guests decide what the theme is going to be, and obviously it's going to be horror related. So what have you gone with? Well, we went with comedy horror to kind of keep the some of the fun in the horror. <laughs> Fantastic. Definitely my, my my kind of horror. <laughs>
3: And there's, there's countless numbers of them. So. Yes, <laughs>
1: absolutely. Now, as, as always, we let you guys decide if you want to take the first pick or if you want to pass it off to us.
3: Well, we've heard your show, so we'll
2: start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wise.
1: All right, and who's going to take the first pick? Uh, go ahead, Sam.
2: Okay, uh, so for our first pick, we're going to go with, I think, John of the Dead.
1: Damn it! Yeah There's always that glimmer Maybe they was, don't pick it That, that was
2: <laughs> definitely The number one
0: for me as well
1: oh, alright That's why I wanted to go first <laughs> <laughs> Alright it's uh, back to us For a pick each uh, Dean you can go Alright I will take Beetlejuice hmm. Ooh. Good one Alright Okay Alright Over to me uh, Let's see I'm going to go with Evil Dead 2 There it is Nice great pick Excellent. <laughs> nice. All right. Two picks for you guys. Who's going? Go ahead, okay,
4: Chris. I'm going for uh, Army of Darkness.
1: Ooh. Going for a little uh, Evil Dead battle there, are we? Oh, yep, yeah. Yep.
3: We had that one planned out. We'll take
1: which one they don't.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yep. Pretty much.
1: All right, next choice. Uh, I'm going to go with Gremlins. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. These uh, these lists so far are shaping up quite nicely. Dean, what's our third one? Uh, I will take...
0: I'll take Zombie Land. Cool.
1: Alright. I'm alright with that.
0: Well, you're gonna have to
1: be. I know. <laughs> My pick. Oh man, I've got I've got two. Two that I'm thinking of. One I like, one I don't. <laughs> I and I feel like both of them are pretty pretty popular. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what we do in the shadows. Alright, that's four for us. Three for you guys. So two picks for you guys. All collaborations, so go for it. Have at it.
3: Well, I think we all we've kind of got this all mapped out um, guys you want to stick with our number four yeah I think all right it, we'll go with uh,
1: Cabin of the Woods for number four that was the one uh, other one I was thinking of
2: but yeah that's actually because we had what you do in the shadows as sort of what we would like go for number five so yeah, yeah we are kind of <laughs> in the same spot it's like they are pretty close together nice uh, but true. Right, last that, pick so. for you guys
4: okay uh, American Werewolf in London
1: wow all right didn't have that on my list but um, I don't know I haven't seen it so I can't judge <sighs>
2: You
4: haven't seen it.
1: <laughs> I've not seen it.
4: Did he, he just say he hasn't seen it? <laughs> <laughs> you might he just have. heard it. You know he does. It hadn't. I know, but <laughs> I, 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 it makes me sad in my soul that he hasn't seen it.
1: <laughs> oh, there's so many horror films I haven't seen. I like. Uh, I'm surprised I managed to get one point in the in the trivia. We, we do have kind of a weird
3: unfair advantage because every yeah. October w- we've done this three years <laughs> in a row now we watch like a horror movie a day we've never seen before yeah. and then we'll actually do a couple of specials about that in November and we each do it so we, we don't even yeah. know which ones each other are gonna watch so
1: the advantage is on display with that 11 to 0 blowout I'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last pick here, collaboration. Dean, what's your thoughts?
0: Uh, what do you think of the Lost Boys? I haven't seen
2: it. Cue cue it. Where is it? No, 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 no.
0: they don't care about the Lost Boys. There you go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah, it's not as bad a miss as as American World of London. Sorry, it's just not.
1: I'd say for horror comedy, one that sticks out to me is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's very funny. I, I got you to watch that. Yeah. very, it
0: funny. Is
3: very funny. very we, funny.
1: We had a little bit of an argument about where it was going to place <laughs> on our list.
4: Because <laughs> we do like it. So
1: I'd actually choose that over Lost Boys, only because I've seen it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge Lost Boys fan either. Um, so we'll go with uh, Tucker and Dale versus
2: Evil.
1: Fair enough. I like that pick. That's a great choice. Yeah. It is
2: a great choice, yes. It's and it's funnier actually funnier thing. than Lost Boys.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Trying to lean into that comedy part.
4: <laughs> if you're going for soundtracks, Last Boys, obviously, but...
1: Yeah, if this obviously. is a soundtrack, battle. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at these teams. You guys have got Shaun of the Dead, Army of Darkness, Gremlins, The Cabin in the Woods, and An American Werewolf in London. And we've got Beetlejuice, Evil Dead 2, Zombieland, What We Do in the Shadows, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, I kind of want to vote for their list. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> If I see a new Twitter t- Twitter account Like Dean
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you check who voted <laughs> uh, uh, I don't even want to look at that i see some people I, I thought i have some faith in like. <laughs> See them for other teams I'm like, that's it, you're done <laughs>
2: Friends off
1: That's right, Unfollowed <laughs> <laughs> All right. As usual, this is going to be a blind movie draft. So by the time this episode comes out, we will know the results. But thank you very much, guys. It's been a great, great fun here. Even though I'm not a big horror guy, I still enjoyed it thoroughly. I think I think we learned something today, we did. Hendo. We definitely did. I need to watch more horror. We are idiots. <laughs> and,
4: uh, and no, the, you're not idiots. You just haven't been exposed. Uh,
2: yeah. You. that Maybe we're a little scary. <laughs> There's a little darkness in our souls really and playing that's playing with a the horror theme. <laughs> well yes uh, we we, 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 maybe maybe a little bit yeah
3: well my collection of dead co-hosts in the basement has nothing to do with it
4: (laughs) i know we've been through so many jeffs
3: yes we've gone through a a
1: metric ton of jeff
4: they're like the red shirts on star trek yeah
1: (laughs) all right before we head off why don't you tell the listeners where they can find your podcast all right. Well, we're in a ton
3: of different places. You can uh, follow us first on uh, at Invasion of Remake on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, of course, under Invasion of the Remake. Um, you can email us with suggestions, questions, comments on our show to invasion of the remake at com. And you can find us in a ton of different places. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Radio Public, and even freaking YouTube. YouTube.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, definitely endorsed by us. It's a great show. And check out all the horror content from all the different varieties of uh, contributors we got going.
2: It's going to be a good one this year, I think. Well, it was a good one last year, but, it, but I think it's going to be like spectacular this year.
3: And hey, you got um, t-shirts on sale for a charity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Oliver. of course. Of course. Yes. I've, Why don't you plug
2: that? I, I forgot to plug that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, go to T public, sorry, T public slash users slash all the horror. There are six different designs. All proceeds go to scares that care. Uh, so yeah, go grab yourself a t-shirt. Lots of designs to choose from. And the T public stuff is pretty good quality for the price you're paying. So yeah, Absolutely. go get one and support and support some families in need.
1: Too easy. All right. Thank you very much, guys, for coming on and having a good battle here. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks for, for having Thank you very much, series. guys.
4: Thank you so much.
1: All right, Dean, it's time for...
4: Answer my question! The question, jerk!
1: Where we asked you, what is your favourite con artist film? Now, let's take a look at a fair bunch of the responses on Twitter that weren't either of our number ones. First one here from Mackenzie Lambert, Bowfinger.
0: Friend of the podcast, TJ, says, Blue streak, baby!
1: What? <laughs> TJ, go on, mate. He must be joking. I don't think he is. TV Worth Watching says The Counterfeiters, outstanding film based on Operation Bernhard. Never heard of it.
0: Me neither. Uh, F1 Everything Podcast says The Wolf of Wall
1: Street. That's a good pick.
0: It is a good pick.
1: Here's one from The Goods. Damn it, I got to shout out, Pool Hole Junkies. One of my favourite com movies of all time. Walkin' was gold.
0: Yeah, good pick there. Big Pool Hole Junkies fan.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing it back in the day and, I mean, instant three stars for Walkin'. <laughs>
0: <gasps> Fair enough. Uh, every movie has a lesson, says Rounders. Ooh, there's a good pick.
1: Rounders. That was uh, the movie that got everyone into poker. Great movie. Jake Kaler says The Sting. No doubts. Low Carb Monster 8 says Jackie Brown. Good pick, Jackie Brown. Good choice there. Blade Runner Reno D says The Talented Mr. Ripley. Ooh, another good pick. This is going a lot better than last week. I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it.
0: Dudes, Eliasova says The Handmaiden.
1: I saw that when it first came out. Haven't gone back to see it, so I think I think I liked it when I watched it. I liked it. It was weird. Definitely weird. Scott Phillips says House of Games. Haven't heard of it. I only heard of it as when I was looking through this list of quote-unquote <laughs> so, con artist films. Looked it up. Oh, Don Cheadle, I believe.
0: Sam at the Movie Reviews in 20Qs podcast says... I'm going to go for the
1: purest version of one, Paper Moon. Have you seen that? I haven't. I've heard of it. I've heard of it as well. Good times. Great movie. Says Matchstick Men. I think you got me to watch that a couple of years ago and I was surprised at how much I liked it. Hmm, Really good movie. Uh, Dan Foulkes says The Prestige. Good pick. Shane Beauregard says American Hustle. Ian Willis says The Producers. I don't know which one he means, but I haven't seen either. Me neither. Positive Reviews Only says Logan Lucky was a hoot. Saw that last, you know, 2017. I think that came out and I thought it was fine.
0: Tony says Double Indemnity. You seen that? I don't know. Maybe. You don't know. You can't remember. Saw a lot of old movies for a bit.
1: It was definitely one of those films in that rush of top 250 films I watched Mm. in one go. So I know I've seen it. Cannot remember a single thing about it. Probably
0: not, actually. Probably not.
1: Jessica says The Third Man. Say all I remember from that film is that little smirk that Awesome Well gives. All right, looking at Facebook page now from Tom Powell. Catch me if you can. It's a good choice. Same here from Ryan Utting, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. And we're not going to mention any of our patrons because all five that put in a response were some variation of our number one. So, well done, guys. They know us too well. But thank you very much, everyone, for putting in a response. But, Dean, let's get to our top five con artist films now then you're not going to do a random top five here and then say that the whole thing was a con and do another one are you
0: i would love it if you would not try to make jokes because they are always
1: always terrible what's 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 weird is that wasn't a joke i thought i thought they could have very easily you done this this number one film is this bogus thing like oh conjure it's actually this Actually, I'm quite sure. Oh, my God, Hendo. But someone put in a response for Con Air. Was that you last week who said, oh, was it Con Air? I didn't put in you what sure? do you mean someone put Are you in sure? Con was Air? you sure was your number one con artist film, Con Air? Are you
0: sure this actually happened? I think it did. Uh, I don't think so. All right, mate, let's get into it. What's your number five? My number five is Charade.
1: Ah, very good. I think you got me to watch that uh, a couple of years ago. And Fantastic, movie. It was very, very good. My number five is Ocean's Eleven.
0: Nice. That's actually my number four. Can't fault the pick then? No, you can't. My number four is The Prestige. Ah, yes. You and your love for The Prestige. My number three, Matchstick Men. Quality
1: film. Good choice.
0: And so much of it is the con stuff. Like, I love all the training of the con and all that stuff. So, that definitely ups it for me.
1: Yeah, I remember I watched that and I didn't know what to expect. And it blew my mind what they managed to accomplish. So, good pick there. Not on my list, though. My number three, Lockstock. Two, Smoking Barrels.
0: Yeah, I just don't think of that as a con artist movie.
1: Okay, there's con work in it, so it it qualifies. I'm not
0: arguing, it just doesn't uh, spring to my
1: mind for my list. My number two, probably going to be on your list, The Usual Suspects. Well, if it is, it's not my number two, because my number two is Inception. That is a terrible number two, which brings me to my number one, Inception. Well, that's a terrible number one, because my number one is The Usual Suspects. Hey! There we go. (laughs) Different picks this time. All right, let's take a look at the competition to see who is going to win. And we had 10 people overall pick either of our number ones. So let's put all these names in a random name generator and see who we get. And we get Ronnie Casal. Well I mate. Regular contributor on Twitter. Loves, loves uh, getting involved in all the, the stuff we put up there. Oh, nice. Yeah, well I mate. We'll get in contact with you and we'll send you out some sweet, sweet merch. And for next week's question of the week in the spirit of Alien, we're going to go, what is your favourite Ridley Scott film?
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a quick look at the older Ridley Scott's filmography. Probably not as big as I expected, to be honest. Maybe I just haven't seen many.
1: Well, that's on you then, mate. It's not my problem. Uh, you better have a top five.
0: Oh, I've easily seen over 10. I just, I don't know, Ridley Scott, I just thought I would have seen heaps, but no, apparently not.
1: No, five's enough. That's all you need. There's this
2: tournament.
4: Let the tournament begin! All
1: well, right, then it's time to find out who's getting into the grand final of our best 1990s film tournament. First match here. It happened. Jurassic Park takes out Fight Club 65%. Yeah.
0: Doesn't surprise me at all. And the second match, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Goodfellas up against Pulp Fiction, and Pulp Fiction won it with 58%. Goodfellas, though, had a very good showing, I must say. It did. It was uh, quite close for a long time. But no, 189
1: votes later, and Pulp Fiction is a winner. And that is our grand final. The number 33 seed, Jurassic Park, takes on the number three seed, Pulp Fiction.
0: I honestly think Jurassic Park will win this.
1: I hope it doesn't. Me too. I hope it's Pulp Fiction, but we'll see. But regardless, next week, you'll get a new film to watch from me, as I've already won this bracket tournament. And in saying that, our current director film tournament we have going on on Twitter is the Alfred Hitchcock tournament. And by God, this guy has made a lot of bloody films. 56 films in this, this bracket. This is
0: crazy that draft board you made up was ridiculous
1: i'm looking at them going, i don't even know what this film is i mean how do we how do we do a bracket tournament between us do we just like point our finger at that one's going to win let's move <laughs> it move it down till we get to the point where it's like you know the four films that we know we will be in the top 4 oh come
0: on you're exaggerating We know more than four. No,
1: the four that we know will be in the top four. Oh, I don't know. Well, then I'm going to win this this tournament then, aren't I? I don't know how the draft is set up, that's all.
0: Is it set up so that North by Northwest, Psycho, Rear Window and Vertigo are going to be up against each other?
1: Do you not know how a seed tournament works? Are they the four the
0: one, two, three, four
1: seeds? They could be. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I have to go back and look at it. There's fifty six films to look at on there. A lot of films. Either way, this is gonna be a very long tournament spread out over the next two months. So Jesus. Yeah. Gonna be good times.
0: <gasps> oh, awesome.
1: All right, Dean, it's time for this week's podcast promo shatter, and it is from the guys over at the Casual Cinecast. Now we've had them on for a previous Pod V pod, and we also reviewed Justin's film on Camino.
0: Ah yes, Camino. That was a good good,
1: film. Really good film to go out there and check out. But as well, check out the podcast, Casual Cinecast. They're great guys, great film podcast. We'll put their promo in right now, and we'll see you on the other side. Hello.
2: Do you like having your podcast interrupted by promos? Probably not. So we'll keep this brief. My name is Chris. My name is Mike. And my name is Justin. And we just wanted to introduce ourselves. We're the Casual Cinecast.
1: We're a weekly podcast that reviews current movies and TV, as well as the occasional
0: dive into classic cinema with the Criterion Collection. We cover everything from Black
3: Panther to Black Narcissus. From Solo to Sallow. From Love, Simon, to Simon of
2: the Desert. If that sounds good to you, look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there.
0: You know, Or, or something, because we probably won't actually yeah. see you.
1: But. Yeah, we don't see them when they listen. Right, well, okay. Um, well, back to your podcast. Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related. Yeah, it really does mean a
0: lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there, and there's a couple
1: of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Amazing! And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can follow us on
0: Twitter at Twitter dot com slash imdb journey our facebook page at facebook.com slash imdb journey our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date i am at letterbox.com slash dino underscore j 88 really rolls off the tongue and you can find hendo at letterbox.com slash hendo
1: exactly another way to help us out is to leave a five star rating and review on itunes for us and like we've said if you screenshot your review and dm us on twitter or facebook we'll send you out some sweet merch or if you're really loving the content and looking for more why not check out our Patreon where we post another weekly show breaking down films not on our top 250 list
0: yeah we've actually got over 50 episodes on there now we've gone through some notable directors filmographies such as Wes Anderson Edgar Wright and even Quentin
1: Tarantino that's right there's also tons of other benefits over there early access to our main show patron only polls that we put up on the regular yeah exactly you can also shape the show the way you want it to be
0: by telling us what films you would like us to break down
1: so what's coming up this week mate well Dean we have another patron requested review this week and it's from our top tier patron mr chris beardsell and he's gone with sorcerer
0: yes the wages of fear remake from 1977
1: yes you haven't seen wages of fear have you no i have not i have it's very very good and i can't wait to see what they do with this remake as well as that we have a bonus episode coming out even closer to the release of this episode and it is on sideways
0: oh yes sideways which is uh in reference to being so drunk you are sideways Good trivia there, Dean. Really impressed. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to give a big shout-out to new patron David Powell who's joined up just this week. So thank you so much. It means so much to us, David.
1: Yep, Dave, you're an absolute legend. I know we've had a bit of back and forth on Twitter and Facebook and really glad you've joined the patron crew.
0: Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash Journey and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. The good. The bad. All right, before we get into what else we've been watching, just a quick heads up we won't be spoiling the films we're about to talk about, so if you haven't seen them, don't fear.
1: All right, Dean, how many films are you talking about? Four. What about you, Hendo? Fourteen. Okay. Is that all right? That's fine. Why don't we get started with you then? Of course. <laughs> Yeah, no surprises for anyone who's seen any of the films I've watched recently. My number 14 is The Fanatic. How dare you? I have it
0: on good authority that this is a very good film. Where are you getting your source from, mate? Uh, I will not reveal.
1: This film's terrible. (laughs) If I'm going to say anything good about this film is that there is the occasional well-shot scene. Like, there are some parts where the cinematography is actually all right. Like, I was looking at like, yeah, it's pretty good. Also, Devin Sawa, he's okay in this film. I don't mind his performance. He looks like he's actually doing something, like he's trying. Some good positives here, Hendo. Let's get to the negatives. Where do I need to start? Travolta is... Unrecognisable. Ridiculously Brilliant over the top. And I'm sure he thinks that he's he's doing this really good autistic performance it comes across ridiculous and I'm not the only one that thinks that when I look at it I watch it the first line of this film is I can't talk for long I need to poo we've all been there Hendo oh, yeah.
0: Go out, he's just telling it. it like it is
1: but he never goes to poo he talks for the next 10 so
0: minutes that's, that's your problem he doesn't actually poo <laughs> he just
1: takes away he just says what had he wants to say had the camera
0: just next up followed him into the toilet you would have been like
1: yeah <laughs> good call Snap, can't happen to <laughs> poo there is not a single likeable person in this film it makes it confusing for who the story wants us to root for. Like, Travolta's character, he's not a likable guy. He's not. Neither is Devin Sawa's character. They try to have a little bit of sympathy for Sawa's character at the end, but it's done so poorly. Like, you just, you think they're just genuine dickheads, assholes. The story is repetitive and dull. It's got some ridiculously large potholes that you just can't get past. You're watching it going, that wouldn't ha- Why isn't this happening? Why have they dis why has this disappeared from this plot? The ending is one of the worst endings I've ever seen in my life. Also, it's I've got to mention this, it's, it's just hilarious that this film is directed by Fred Durst, and there is a scene entirely devoted to how good is Limp Biscuit.
0: He's
1: <laughs> Devin is driving along in the car with his kids, like. He want to listen to some music? They pump some Limp Biscuit he's like, Limp Bizkit, yeah, how good is this? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so loud in his head, back, how good is this? Yeah, love Limp Biscuit. I'm like, wow, that is unreal. Awesome. One star. Fair enough. All right, here's a couple of reviews. First one here from Brother Shane. The fanatic is awesome, an underrated classic. I lost laugh so <laughs> I can't even get through it, Shane. <laughs> I laughed uh, so hard during the torture sequence and otherwise felt sorry for Moose and genuinely found other parts of the film chilling. I don't understand it if you think that's, you know, you feel sorry for him, yet you're laughing throughout the film. Doesn't make any sense. People making fun of this movie says how they would treat Moose, the character, in real life. Did you just say you were laughing so hard throughout this film? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Here's one from the Real Feels podcast. This film gets one and a half stars from me. It had a somewhat good start. However, there was no talk of what disability or condition that Travolta's character, Moose, actually had. It really fell short with the plot and completely took a left turn at the end. Way out of the blue. Ray Hughes has it short and sweet. Absolutely terrible. New career low. And our last one here from Jeff Hammer. The fanatic, in my opinion, is misunderstood. People tend to think that characters are awful. It's up to you if you think that or not. I have compassion for both characters. If that's problematic, then okay. But I see the events of this film as a tragedy. Nobody handles an autistic man properly. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad we all have our different views on this film. On to my number 13. There's a Netflix documentary called Hello Privilege, It's Me, Chelsea. And this is... Chelsea Handler, do you know who Chelsea Handler is? No. Some uh, talk show host, I think, from America, comic stand-up, going around and trying to find out about uh, white privilege.
0: Is she black?
1: No. She wants to explore how white privilege impacted American culture and the way it benefited her own life and career. How come she had it so good but other people didn't? Okay. Is this a noble effort from her? I I think she thinks it is. I didn't see it that way. Like, a a good thing about this film was, I guess... The existence of it starts to generate some sort of discussion about the subject, but the problem is Chelsea Handler, for starters, I can't stand her. Second of all, she is annoying and delusional in this film, or this documentary. There is a line thrown at her where she goes to a discussion about white privilege, and she gets up and mentions what she's doing, and someone says to her, I'm really embarrassed to be here with you because this is just another example of your white privilege. You get to get out and do this, and it's spot on. It doesn't make any sense. It's one and a half stars. Fair enough. My number 12, Shaft.
0: I don't get this. So they've remade the movie, or is this a sequel to sequel. the old
1: Shaft? Sequel. It's about Shaft's son. And it's called Shaft. Yeah, as well as the 70s version, Shaft. All right, let's mention a good here. You've you got to love it when that theme song kicks in. I love that song. Shaft. Yep. That boom. boom, boom, boom as, the, as the bass goes, fantastic. There are also some meta jokes in there that are okay. Like there's a scene where Samuel L. Jackson, Shaft, has a, yeah. <laughs> nice. He has a whinge that someone compares him to Lawrence Fishburne. No,
0: I get it. Oh,
1: okay, I'm just waiting. I just you had a look on your face like you didn't know what I was no, talking I, about. I
0: thought that there was go- that was going somewhere, but that's it. Okay.
1: Well, I don't like this film, so I can understand your reaction to it. The bad for this is I feel like. Everyone involved in this film probably hasn't lived past a day in uh, 2019. Have you seen the old Shaft? No, I haven't.
0: Okay, me neither. I just maybe that's why you were so lost in this film.
1: You haven't seen this film. You don't even know what I'm talking about.
0: Just trying to contribute.
1: There's a lot of jo- <laughs> there's a lot of jokes in this film that are very like, ooh, I don't know if you can be saying that shit anymore. Plus, it is just generic action. It really has nothing to go for it at all. It's uh, two stars for me. All right, here's some reviews from the Movie Drone Podcast. I got shafted out of an hour 52 minutes of my life by this. Impressive. Yeah, it's really good. Another one from Paul at the Countdown podcast. Way better than I expected for a Netflix film. I suspect that it's mildly amusing comedy, and Samuel L. Jackson's shtick would have lost some of its luster on the big screen. I'm glad I didn't go see this at the movies. I'll tell you that. So this was released at the movies. I think in America it would have got a limited release before it goes on Netflix. Like they're okay. doing a lot. With, they're doing it a lot with these films these days. Hmm. All right, that brings me to my number eleven film, which is another Netflix film: "Between Two Ferns: The Movie." Hey, I saw that. Well, oh, did ya? Yes. All right.
0: Because I've watched a few of the "Between Two Ferns" um, little YouTube clips. that Yeah,
1: I went Zach- back. And watched a couple before I watched this film. Yeah, I think
0: they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I haven't, you know, gone back and watched everything. Like I'm not in love with it or anything. I've just I've seen a few. It's and
1: like it's his humor. It's his awkward humor that yeah, makes it some, funny.
0: There's some funny moments there. This film uh, Yeah, it's it's not that funny. Like Zach Gallifanakis is not that funny when he's not interviewing people. Exactly.
1: That's the best part of the film is the interviews.
0: No, the best part of the film is the credits where They're bloody doing bloopers from the film and that was hysterical.
1: Yeah, the end credits
0: is fantastic. That upped it at least half a star for me. Fair enough. So uh, I, I give this two and a half.
1: I also give this two and a half because I just believe that the story they put in between these interviews is just nothing. Oh Yeah, there's no story. That's It's not good at all. Two and a half.
0: Got a couple of reviews here from the Cinema Guys. Between Two Phones, the movie. Although it had its laughs, it was about an hour too long. The concept works well as short bursts, but as a full film, the joke gets tiresome by the end. And lastly here from the Rough House podcast. The Between Two Ferns movie would have been a better use of time if it was just 90 minutes of the web show edited together. The narrative did nothing for me. The gag reel over the credits being the best part of your film is not a good
1: look. That is very true. Yeah, right there with you. All right, hello. Top 10. What do you got? Number 10. Late Night. Ah, so that last week. You did. You didn't like it. And I also didn't like it. Yeah. Something good about it? It's uh it's inoffensive. It's humorous. Ah! Times and it is like you said an easy watch. You just sit there, just very chill easy. Out. The bad is that's really it. There's not a lot to this movie at all. It's completely forgettable in the end, and I basically forgotten it the an hour after I'd watched it. So that's a two and a half star film for me. All right, here's a couple of reviews for Late Night from M. T. Bowers. This is an awful movie, a humor black hole. And another one here from Mister J. Ledbetter. Here is the comparison I would make. It's like a movie, but almost good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, that'll bring me to my number nine film, which is Amazing Grace. What's that one about, Hendo? It is a behind-the-scenes documentary about the recording of Aretha Franklin's best-selling album after it finally shed the light of day more than four decades after it was shot. Big Aretha Franklin fan, Hendo? Not really. I like some of her music, but I saw this got very high ratings, so I thought I'd check it out. And behind-the-scenes documentary is a bit of a stretch. This is essentially just a concert, and it is a gospel concert. It is Aretha Franklin who's gone to record her album that she did at a gospel church. And it's basically the concert. There's a couple of small little behind-the-scenes shots. But other than that, it's a music concert.
0: So really, you have to be a big fan to enjoy you the You have movie. to
1: be a massive fan of not only Aretha Franklin, but gospel music. And as a music concert, it's fine. Aretha Franklin, she obviously has amazing voice, and that works well. But the bad is... It's not a movie. It's not a documentary. It barely qualifies as either. I'm not a fan of church music or gospel. The movie just didn't end up appealing to me. I was hoping for some more behind the scenes of what was going on in that time, but nope, it wasn't. So two and a half stars for me. Spewing. All right, Hendo, you're number eight. Another Netflix documentary, The Edge of Democracy. Again, I heard... I saw great ratings and reviews for this film, or this documentary. And it is a political documentary about the exploration into the complex truth behind the unraveling of two Brazilian presidencies. And while I do like the subject matter, as it is quite strong and really opens up your eyes to the problems with other countries and governments that they have, who rules and the issues with power that all these other big, strong countries have, as a documentary, it's based, it's quite standard. It's, there's nothing spectacular about it, probably even a little bit below standard. So not really worth your time, two and a half stars. Fair enough. My number seven film, Legally Blonde. I hadn't watched it before. Have you seen it? Yeah, I think I've
0: half seen it a couple times. Half seen it a couple of times. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it does have its moments of genuine lighthearted fun. Uh, it's inoffensive. And Reese Witherspoon is, I think, pretty good in the film. Yeah, she is good. Yeah. I mean, she's born to play that role. Absolutely. The bad part of it is I think it's just a pretty throwaway film overall, but I still enjoyed it enough to give it three stars. Okay. And that brings me to my number six film, which is another Netflix documentary called Rolling Thunder Review. Now, that's not even the end of the title. There's a colon that says a Bob Dylan story. And that's not it by Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese directed this documentary about Bob Dylan's tour of the Rolling Thunder Review. Hold on.
0: In the title of the film is by Martin Scorsese.
1: Why do you think they would have that in there? Ego. To get people to watch it. And Rolling it Rolling Thunder Review, a Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese. I watched it. I don't mind Bob Dylan. I like some of his songs, and obviously the Martin Scorsese name got me to watch it. Especially with Netflix coming out, with The Irishman coming out soon, which you know I think it's your number one anticipated film for the rest of the year, is it not? Could be. Could be Rise of Skywalker. I honestly Ooh, don't got know. Rise of Skywalker now. Well, I know I know it's my number one, especially after the good reviews I've seen of it. But I checked this out. Now there's a lot of stuff in this film that went way over my head, and there's a lot of stuff that I was watching. And I'm like, that can't be true. Like there's a whole section involving Sharon Stone and how there was this love interest between the two. And I'm like, I don't think that works out in terms of timelines. I did a little bit of investigating. Some of this stuff is bullshit, like deliberately bullshit. And apparently it's got a lot to do with Scorsese's take on all these musical biopics coming out these days and how you could just fudge the truth and people will believe it without actually going to investigate it. Which I find interesting and it really makes me want to actually go back and watch it again. You want to watch this again? I wouldn't mind going back and seeing what is truth and what's not. Because the the concept parts where he sings his songs, it's good. Is that true? Where he's he's singing the songs. Yes, it is. There's a big section uh, involving the hurricane and the whole story there, which was fascinating. Was he okay? What? What are you talking about? You said there was a hurricane. I'm talking about the hurricane. I know you know what I'm talking about, you (laughs) (laughs) asshole. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, this is a pretty good documentary. I'll give it three and a half stars. All right, here's a review from the Short and Sweet Film Reviews. Scorsese's 19th documentary is almost always an entertaining piece of filmmaking and yet a head-scratching one. A revisionist history of that fabled tour in an era of political and social upheaval that parallels our own modern discord. Three and a half stars. All right, we'll get to you soon, mate. We're pretty close. My number five. It's another documentary. Man, I got into my documentaries this last fortnight. This one's Blackfish.
0: Oh, yes. I did see that you watched this about the uh,
1: killer whales. Yes, yeah, so SeaWorld. Okras? Sounds about right. You don't even... You just watched a documentary I on watched them. watched it like two weeks ago. You don't know what they're called? Okras, yeah. I think they're called okras. Okras? Whales. Uh, one thing that stands out about this film is that it really delivers its message across very well. It's, uh, it's quite well-paced. And it is a very well-paced footage-style documentary. Lots of footage of SeaWorld presentations and what actually happens. There's some... Some intense scenes involving- like Australia? No, no. America. America. Okay. Most of the stuff actually happened. Like in, in Australia, SeaWorld, we don't have whale trainers here putting them on I the don't show. know.
0: I've never been to nah, SeaWorld.
1: SeaWorld's more like a water park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you been? I have been when I was very young. Do you remember it? Yeah, I think I remember I got sunburnt really bad. It was in the middle of the summer. And that's in Queensland as well, where it's like super hot.
0: Is it not super hot
1: in Melbourne? Not as hot up there. It's pretty hot. Not like it is up there. You know, Northern Territory, there's like 40 degrees every day up there. Northern Territory?
0: Yeah. Talking about Queensland. It's it
1: is east to the north. East to the north. <laughs> what a game of thrones? You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? Queensland is east of Northern Territory. How hot's it get? There were times when I was when you go there, especially in the summer, during, at Surface Paradise where it gets up to 40, 40 degrees.
0: We get over forty in Melbourne. Very rarely. But it happens.
1: But not as often. What do you just what, <laughs> let's just get back to the body review, shall we? I guess the bad point of this, it definitely makes me not want to go to another Seaworld style park like this. But in saying that, that's probably actually a good thing that I don't want to go see these types of shows anymore. So for me, three and a half stars. Sounds good. All right, number four, Hendo. What do you got? My number four is, shocker, a Netflix documentary <laughs> called American Factory. And this is a documentary about a Chinese billionaire who created the company of Fuyao Glass, who took over a warehouse that General Motors used to have before they shut down in 2008, where they basically had a mixture of american and chinese workers come to make the glass for cars and it's essentially the cultures trying to mix together and how work that happens in china mixes with work that happens in america and it is very, very interesting to see the dichotomies here between these two countries. Like watching these Chinese people who come over to work in this um, factory, they work non-stop. Like it is unreal. And you have all these Americans who are very much laid back and they have their eight hours a day and they have their breaks and they take their time off. And watching like this this Chinese CEO come over and sort of try to tell them, no, no, this is going to be an American run company, but then kind of dictate everything that's happening. They they try to avoid the union. Like there's a big union strike that happens throughout the film and how the dangers of working in a warehouse like this would affect everyone. I think it's fascinating how coming from someone and you'd see this too as like a, as, from a management perspective and you have like the higher management who is barely at the place you work, coming I mean, go, yeah, we need to fix this. this, And you're the one in the store at the time going, it's really kind of implausible that we can do this. Like this is kind of a minor thing. Perfect example in this film is this Chinese CEO comes down to investigate the warehouse and he tells them that the the warehouse opening can't be on this wall anymore. It needs to go onto the other wall. And the, the CEO, the American CEO is like, uh, what? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Move the, move the, move the big warehouse door. And he's like, it's going to cost us like $32,000. And there's like, and because, because you can only speak Chinese, there is that language barrier as well. So there's a translator for each time, and it's very interesting to see how this whole factory worked, and even to the point where it is now, What seeing what had happened throughout their entire recording of this documentary, and then all the text, what happened afterwards. A very fascinating documentary. It's a strong three and a half for me.
0: Sounds kind of boring.
1: I don't, I don't care what you think. Three and a half, though. I might watch it. Well, it's on Netflix. It's an easy watch. All right, enough about me, mate. You're number four. My
0: number four is a a Netflix film.
1: Oh, shocker.
0: Called Can You Keep a Secret? Clearly can't.
1: What is this film?
0: This uh, stars Alexandria Daddario. Okay. Uh, That's about it. That's why I watched it. Um, Yeah, it's not very good. It's just... So the problem with this movie is it's very, very, very standard. Like there's really, there's no, there's no kick. There's no sort of unique thing about it. It's just so by the numbers. It's a DaDario rom-com. It is a Dario rom-com. But the it's other not one. not even a genre.
1: Well, the. the it's la- a rom-com starring Daddario. The other
0: one was good. Um, when we first met. When we first met. Yeah. This is not nearly as good as when we first met. <laughs> I don't.
1: You are struggling to find something good here.
0: Well, no, I mentioned Daddario. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the good. That's the good. The bad is it's just so generic. It's but again, it's a super throwaway, easy, whatever watch. So I'll give it two stars. Okay. Your
1: number three? Is it Hendo? It is my number three. My number three is her smell.
0: Ah yes. Starring Virginia Madsen. I think the person you'd want to say is Elizabeth Moss. Yes, Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> who has
1: won a lot of awards of late. She is kind of the it girl at the moment. She is, and she puts on pretty amazing performance in this film. Now, I it took me a long time to finish this film, right, because I remember watching the first half of this movie and maybe 50% because of this film, 50, 50% because I had to do something else.
0: That's about what half is, yeah.
1: Yeah, I turned it off. And I remember speaking to you a little while ago, I man. Like I don't even know if I want to finish. Oh, this Oh,
0: you were ragging on this film, Something Chronic. I was like this, I was it, like, bro, calm down. It can't I don't be think that you bad. You said that at
1: all? <laughs> I think you're on your phone, like, huh? <laughs> it's
0: like, why are you talking to me? We're not recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? No, but I thought I think I remember we had a discussion online at some point about do you do you watch a, a movie all the way through regardless of your opinion of. It's so far. Like, do you ever turn off a film? And my opinion is, no, I don't. So I wanted to watch the end of this, and holy shit, I am so glad that I did because because while the first half of this film, yes, it is in your face. It is so extreme. You're you, you sort of get nauseous about what you're watching. Once that cuts. The second half, when you get this very quiet, somber, amazing acted character by Elizabeth Moss in a scene, in a specific scene that almost put me to tears, man. Like it That's big from you. It is crazy to see the development that her character goes through from the start to the finish of this film. That the first half of this film complements this second half of this film so much so that you can go back and watch this now, understanding where they start and where it ends up finishing. So this is a four-star film for me. High recommend. I will consider watching it. All right, here's a couple of reviews for Her Smell. First one from JD at the Incession Film Podcast. Best film of the year so far, in my opinion. That's big. That's big. And another one here from Rezando Nawara. For me, it's Alex Ross Perry's Magnum Opus. Not only because it has a strong performance from Elizabeth Moss, but also because of the way Perry permeates his recurring theme of self-absorbed behaviour is something he's never done before. Great review. All right, mate, your number three. Is Between Two Ferns. So okay. back to you. All right, top two. My number two is Midsommar. How long have you two been together? Just over three and a half years. Four years. Really?
2: Yeah. (laughs) What
1: do you
3: think? It's like another world. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is
1: it? It has special properties. What am I going through? We just need to acclimate.
2: I don't want to acclimate. I want to go.
1: Absolutely not.
2: What's happening?
0: Soma. That's
1: also on my
0: list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Midsommar, hey? Finally got around to watching it. What do you think of it, mate? Mm.
0: Yeah, Midsommar. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Me too. I think... Ariaster just directed the shit out of this film. It's rare that I watch a film and I go, man, the direction's incredible.
1: Not just the direction, but the cinematography.
0: Yeah, the cinematography is good, but there are scenes and transitions here where, like one shot in particular where there's a car driving towards-
1: Oh, and it goes upside and down. And it goes upside down. Trip me out already. Incredible. Yep. Incredible. I love how you get that- because this is, there's a lot of tripping out, a lot of drugs in this film, yep. and the way the effect they use for that—it's subtle, it's great. Yeah, like but you it's, are it, right there with them.
0: It's not like psychedelic colors and no. it's full on in your face. It's just like it's a normal shot, but things will be moving a little. Yeah, and you sort of look at you're like,
1: is that is, me or is that? Yeah,
0: what's going on there? Is it did I? Did that Am just I tripping? <laughs> like it's a really great way of showing. Yeah, you know, these effects of the the these trips on these characters and this- the characters I really like, like in particular, obviously the main character Florence Pugh. Yep. Do you know her from anything? Gee, I looked her up. I have seen her in
1: something else, haven't I? Yeah, fighting with my family this year. Yes. Yeah. Sure.
0: Choose, was- <laughs> sure, sure. No idea. Is that a movie? Um, I saw, I saw. Yeah, I did see that movie. Um, now nah, this film, it's really bright. Like the whole movie is really, really bright,
1: which is great because it shows that for a horror, you don't need it to be dark to be a horror film. Like this yeah. is genuinely nerve wracking and and it's tense. Filled. Yeah,
0: tense, very tense. The ending, there were some bits that got a bit weird for me. Maybe a little
1: too weird I, I thought this was a pretty great analogy for like a like a, in terms of a horror theme to- a toxic relationship they, they, these two these two main characters in Florence Pugh and Jack Rayner they are so well developed that it works well throughout the film and where they their action their individual actions where it takes them to their to the end of this film which we're obviously not going to spoil the the fact that it's a horror film it's not in your face like there's no
0: There are some moments that are in your face, though.
1: Yes. When you see violence, it is quick and it is visceral, but it's not jump scare levels of horror. No, no, no. There's
0: no jump scares in this. In fact, I'm not even sure there's anything scary about this. It's just unsettling. Yes, absolutely. But I loved it. I I like it more than Hereditary. And I know you're a much bigger fan of Hereditary than I am.
1: I feel like I'd need to see them both again. For me, this is a four and a half.
0: Yeah, for me- It's four. Very good. Yeah. All right, we've got a couple of reviews here on Twitter. uh, From Billy at We Watched a Thing. Easily in my top five of the year. So wonderfully written and executed with great character growth, tension, and excellent acting, directing, and cinematography to boot. Bit of a different opinion here from Corey Tatum. Worst movie of the year so far. Disgusted and mortified. Do not, do not, a million times, do not... Go to see Midsommar. Freaked me out so bad, pointless and meaningless. And then there's heaps of angry face emojis. I don't think he liked it. I couldn't tell. Pirate Scott says, best film of the year. Matt Neglier at the next best picture podcast says, absolutely loved it. Cannot wait to see it again. Dan at the Netflix and Swill podcast says... I don't have enough characters and I don't want to leave a Brother Shane-length review. <laughs> <laughs> I'll simply say that this movie is incredibly done and incredibly effective. One of the few movies that made me
1: revisit my life after watching. Damn. That's a that's a strong movie then for you, Dan.
0: All right. We did get a ton of reviews for Midsommar. We can't get through them all. So, last one here from Ryan L. Terry. Artis. That's
1: fantastic Latin, my friend.
0: Thank you Is the best way I can describe Midsommar This is the type of film that reminds us of the power of the moving image It's like a work of art In a museum that confronts the viewer With thought-provoking imagery That elicits a plethora of interpretations Nice Very nice So
1: yeah, that was my number two What is your number two?
0: It's American Werewolf in London
1: Ah, getting on the horror train early, are you?
0: Yes, I thought, uh, I should <laughs> <laughs> yes Um, American Werewolf in London so it's I mean I don't think I'd seen this before it's an old movie it's a good film it is a good good film obviously the special effects are great and obviously even if you haven't seen this film I've no doubt that you've seen the transformation which is incredible yeah like even by today's standards it is incredible the character like the main character is really good he's got a friend who's okay he's got a a girlfriend who's okay but really it's just him like you just want to see him and how he interacts with you know his new fan situation and the people of the town really like people are trying to deal with this problem and work out what they can do i didn't find this remotely scary Mm -hmm. um i assume that's just because of how late i came to the party but it's an easy watch it's I give it three stars now, but honestly, I reckon if I watched it thirty years ago, I'd give it four. Okay. But most importantly, I did not laugh once
1: in this film. Ooh, so you're saying that there uh, are that uh, the draft pick calling
0: this a horror comedy is a massive, massive. I won't even say stretch. It's a lie.
1: All right. <laughs> Look at you calling them out.
0: All right. Got a couple of reviews here from Rob Manafield. I watched an American werewolf in London at an outdoor cinema event for Halloween a few years ago, and it left me feeling as cold as the British autumn weather did that night. Just as it gets interesting, it just ends. A shame, as I normally love 70s, 80s horror flicks like this. And lastly, from Julio the Contrarians, here's a quick one for American werewolf in London. It ends just when it was getting interesting.
1: Oh, made my uh, anticipation for a little bit deflating there. Look out for that ending. Oh, no. Right, but that was your number two, so I take it your number one was Midsummer. Correct.
0: What is your number one, Hendo?
1: My number one is a film from 2008. It's a film that you got me to watch. Well, you told me to watch a little while ago. Dear Zachary.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. Holy shit. Good. Do you know anything about this? Yeah. How much? Uh, I don't want to say because it's probably borderline spoilers, I think.
1: All right, well, I'll keep it vague as well. I... I saw the trailer for this and it gives the general premise of the documentary, which was fine. And so this this documentary just, it blew me away, man. It is it is incredibly nerve wracking at certain points. It is a good reflection on life. Like the stuff that they do in this film, like they go around and they, they film, they get all the interviews for, I mean, it's hard for me to, to say any of this without actually saying anything about the documentary. Yeah. I'm going to keep it super vague. It is incredibly touching it is It is very powerful. It's It's going to knock you on your ass. It is, it is a hard watch. Like, I don't know if I need to say anything more than it hit me to my core. Don't say more. That's okay. It is a strong four and a half. It is a must, must watch. Interesting. Check it out. That's going to do it. Thank you very much to Jason, Sam, and Trish for coming on the show for our first horror pod v pod. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, we got shown up a bit, Hendo.
1: Just goes to show that uh, our quotes knowledge is horrific. 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 Well done. Very good. Now, yes. next week is our breakdown of Alien. And then the week after, we have a very, very special Pod V Pod that we're going to keep in our pockets until the time is right. And after that, we are breaking down The Shining for our big horror month. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next week for Alien. Bye. Bye.